Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to Educated. I am Katie Petzer, joined as I always am by David Fiorazzo. And it's, uh, it's about that time. Yes. It's about that time to drop a little bit of a knowledge bomb on you. And we're going to start with a pre-K teacher and a professor of early childhood educators who's facing mounting criticism after claiming there is no such thing as childhood innocence. And he added that teachers must discuss gender ideology at the youngest of ages. He sounds like a winner, David. Okay, so this guy three years ago called the idea of childhood innocence an example of mythology. Oh, it's just a myth, childhood innocence. So, He's attacking the idea of childhood innocence, and he claims that, ready? I hope you're sitting down. If you're driving, pull over. I'm kidding. But he claims toddlers are not too young for sexuality discussion. All right. Now, again, did, he, did we mention that he's a pre-kindergarten uh, teacher and mm -hmm. early childhood professor? There he is. And he uh, claimed that childhood teachers should introduce children to gender ideology. There you go, one of the motives. Get them into this gender confusion and introduce that as early as possible. And he says at the youngest ages. So his name is Willie, or they, William Villalpando. Villalpando, or, uh, or it's Villalpando. Sometimes they pronounce the L's as Y. Let's just say Villalpando. He works at Santa Ana College in California where he teaches early childhood development. You know, that's another shocking thing here, Katie Petrick, that if you think about some of these teachers going in to the school already mo having their motive to do this, to indoctrinate kids to this gender surrender movement, this ideology, early childhood development teachers, and this, they're, they're thinking, okay, this is prime... I can get in there. They're just developing these young children. Isn't that scary to think about that they would actually some purposely do that? Well, that's called dedication in their minds because they want to get your kids as young as possible. Mm -hmm. And I've been saying it for several years now. We had kindergarten, five years old, the schools get your kids. And then all of a sudden, 4K became such a popular thing. Oh, now at age four, the schools can get your kids. And now it's 3K. At the age of three, the schools can get your kids. I am convinced mm -hmm. that they are going to start attaching schools to hospitals. So as soon as your kid gets popped out, your kid will be in school the very next day. You'll get your vaccines, and then the kid will be in school the next day. Because that's what they are trying to do in a lot, specifically with this case, with Willie, Willie as he goes by. He oh, wants that. the children as young as possible yep. so he can teach them the ways that he wants to see the world, not the ways that the world actually is. He wants to ruin exactly. that childhood innocence. Exactly. And that's why he's attacking this idea. Yeah. He's trying to get that idea of childhood innocence out of your minds yeah. so that your kids won't even know what they're missing out on. This is their new mm -hmm. childhood of what it should be. Yep. And so he posts on his own social media accounts, his Instagrams and all that. 
Can we talk Pop. about childhood innocence? Yes, he, he, he put, can we talk about childhood innocence? And he said, there is this common mythology that children live in this world of pure innocence and that by introducing or exposing them to the real world adults are somehow shattering this illusion for them. Therefore, there is a banning of topics and issues that children should not be exposed to as if they are not experiencing them already. And of course, he cites Falker 2013 writes that childhood innocence attracts a great deal of cultural attention and energy, both positive and negative, and is privileged and privileged and all this. This is what this guy is, is doing. So he doesn't want you parents to try and keep that innocence in the children. He wants your children. Yeah. And he wants to steal every little joy out of them and mold, be molded into what he views as being good and proper, which well, is not anything. Yeah, isn't that, <laughs> that the system, is? though? The That's system the doesn't want the parents to raise the kids, especially if they believe in the biblical worldview. They believe in God and the Bible and that kind of morality, that God's law, the Ten Commandments. Throw that out. They're trying to get to these kids as young as possible. And I think we have a video on this. Am I right? Okay, no video. So I wanted to say something about that picture of him wearing the social justice t-shirt. T now, look up, please do me a favor, please. L go pull up your dictionary on your computer or at home. Look up the definition for justice, okay? You'll get an idea. And then if you're a student of the Bible, you'll understand God is just. God is true and righteous and just. And his judgment is perfect. But when you put a word before justice, it's no longer justice. So that T-shirt said, teach children social justice. So that means basically you're saying teach children lies because social justice is not true justice. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And this well, is what a lot of teachers believe. Social justice, socialize those kids into our anti-biblical, anti-this worldview, our ideology, and get them as early as possible. Well, now we have at least a way to fight back because the argument has keeps being like, the system is not fair, the system. This, I'm going to fight back on them now. They created a system yeah. where yeah. they don't let your children have innocence anymore. Do you want to exist in that system, or is that a injustice of their system? You see how we can just fight back with our own yep. back and forth? This is where this nonsense has gotten. Now, Willie, in case you care, um, was last, I guess, documented to be working at the Rialto Unified School District pre-K division from 2016 through at least June 2021. Now, that's the latest data that they have. We're trying to find out if he's still teaching your youngest of children hmm. and ruining their innocence, taking it all away because a three-year-old needs sexuality training in his mind. Sicko. He's just a sicko. I have a three-year-old. This man is a sicko. Yes. Yeah, well, he said, I'm tired of the childhood innocence argument. In other words, children are not innocent. So, I mean, you've, if you've had young children, if, you, if some of you, you know, moms, you're, you've got babies right there with you, you know, watching this. He's saying they're not innocent. But here's what else uh, on this other occasion. Um, he went on to attack the idea that children shouldn't be exposed to sexuality and he claims that quote such a view in other words we don't want young children or yeah if, if they want the parents to take care of it at home we don't want young children hypersexualized he's saying such a view is very white christian upper class cisgendered and hetero 
centric. I <gasps> think uh, Katie, is it David Fiorazzo? I I guess so. I guess I might fall into. <laughs> Are you upper class and I didn't even okay, I, I don't understand think I'm there, it? Oh, well, I guess you're okay. Then. I guess I'm the rest of them. Though. I guess I'm mm. no. Actually, I'm not even white. Look at my shirt. <laughs> look at this shirt and look at my face. Am I white? White. Am I white? No. White. We all have different. That's the whole. Now let's do a session on race. We all have different shades of melanin. Oh. One blood, one race. Anyway, that goes back a long way. But he's saying if you believe, you know, that you shouldn't sexualize young children, then you are white, Christian, upper class. So what is heterocentric? That means you're focused on heterosexual, yes. heteronormativity. Living society is like that, yeah. Uh-huh. He, he continued <clears throat> back in September of 2021 <laughs> to say that not talking about queerness in the classroom is not letting children be children. Okay, double negatives. I hate when people do that. So can it's you telling can you explain those people, that? Yeah, it's telling those people they do not deserve to exist. Oh, it's his, he put this out on the social medias. So okay, so when you're saying you have queer, okay, it says you have queer kids in your class, you have queer family members in your class, not talking about queerness in the classroom is not letting children be children. It's telling those people they do not deserve to exist. Oh, does it? Does it now? Is that what it's saying? Or is that you just projecting what you want them go. to think about and go. be focused on all the time instead of, I don't know, running around and playing with their friends and building blocks and, I don't know, learning to read and count ABCs, one, two, threes, all that goodness? Instead, they should be super focused on the queerness in the classroom or me projecting it onto you because he, Willie here, is having his own personal struggles. Which one is it? All right, Katie. We, we've got to move on, uh, still to come. An Oregon school district is now teaching students as young as five years old to use neo-pronouns instead of learning about shapes and colors, and that sounds about right, and that's next. Yes, more crazy, crazy in Oregon now. Uh, the social science curricula for K-5 are very much so on the watch list, uh, parents here, especially when they include a pronoun nonsense. Now we're talking about, of course, the Beaverton School District, because we're in Oregon and haha, <laughs> the Beaverton School District, although it's an actual location, Beaverton, Oregon, where there are 39,180 students being served in this whole district. Served? And they're, yeah, served. And their social science curricula for K-5. Uh, they have, in that curricula, it instructs on Neo-pronouns. Here's a new term for you, everybody. Please. Basically, it just means new pronouns, replacing he, she, or they. So anytime you see the all of those pronouns are neo-pronouns. Oh, they're neo. They're all neo. Everything's neo. Oh, brother. Uh, yeah. Did I say, he, she, they. Who needs it? Did I see uh, this? This is four-year-olds? It's, it's all of them. It's K through five. I mean, it's, yeah, five year five years old. And, eh. <sighs> Don't worry, it's coming to a school near you, I'm sure. Now, listed under the Lesson 1 Activities section in the Beaverton School District K-5 Elementary Social Sciences Curriculum and Activity 7 are the picture books called They, She, He, Me, Free to Be oh, by Matthew Smith Gonzalez and Maya Christina Gonzalez. And then the other one is The Pronoun Book by Chris Aiello Kronos. 
And now these books are listed as optional. Just want to make that clear. But in the <laughs> they, she, he, me, free to be <laughs> book, the authors wrote how kids are given a name and a pronoun when they are born. And the book states that as you get older and know yourself more and more on the inside, some of the ideas of she and he may fit you and some of them may not. Oh, is that is that the truth? Hmm. No. Now, in the other book, the pronoun book, if you will, uh, whose author, again, Aya Kronos, uh, said that, how do you know what someone wants to be called? And in the book, you look at the next page, and it, and it says, you ask. <laughs> Gosh. How do you know what someone wants to be called? Very important question ask. in life. Uh, and the children's book goes on to list each pronoun, he, she, they, him, her, them, all that stuff. But now, I mean, these pronoun books are going to have to become dictionaries because everything, every word, every letter combination you can come up with can be a pronoun. A pronoun can be anything because there are no rules anymore. So how can you even possibly, you ask someone and that answer may change from minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day. It's nonsense. It's all nonsense. But this is what they're teaching in the Beaverton School District K-5 Elementary Social Sciences Curricula. Not exclusive to Beaverton, Oregon. No, it's not. Right? This is across the country, friends. Um, and we'll be reporting on it in the days and, and weeks to come. Um, I'm just going to say I, I still can't believe how they're getting away with Acts, they have access to the youngest of the young, the youngest of children, and they have access. Think about that word, parents. And if you don't have kids in school anymore, just understand when, when your kids were young, who had access to your children? Who were the influencers, the teachers? They're indoctrinating these kids at, at such young ages. And the kids don't know. Kids don't think about this stuff. I mean, oh, even no. when they, I mean, I don't know what, at what age would you start thinking about this, but they're, want, they're wanting to put it out there, right? Now, the Willie from last story <laughs> that we talked about would say, David, you white Christian, That's hetero, right. whatever, cisgender, upperclassman. <laughs> he would say, David, there is no such thing as innocence. And stop saying, right. why would you need to protect them? They're yep. not innocent. And then he would continue on to say, you're talking about parents as if they're gatekeepers, as if they are the ones who should be making the decisions for their children as to what should be taught or who should have access, as you say yeah. to them. How? That's not true, David. Mm -hmm. This is what Willie would say from last story. Well, it's sad, isn't Willie it? Willie has some problems. Uh, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, you know, my first gut reaction when I see a headline like this or when I see a story. My first reaction is, is to just, if I was a violent man, I would really want to take care of that person and put him, put him out of his misery. But that's not the solution. Uh, first, I believe we need to pray for these people because some of them are really, truly deranged. Some of them are dealing with mental illness. Uh, some of them are deceived. Others are deceivers. And Willie doing it on purpose. He's got an agenda. He was in the, what was the pre... Pre-K. Pre-K. He, he had an agenda to form these kids at the youngest of ages in a way that was against the Christian worldview, against their parents, against nature, against God, right? So 
we've really got to understand that we need to have compassion for these people, but that doesn't mean we need to stay silent and not expose this wickedness. And it is wicked what they're doing. And we're going to have more of that coming up because we have a preschool teacher in Massachusetts who got busted for allegedly creating OnlyFans content on school grounds for her paid subscribers. Of course. Apparently, morals and values simply do not exist anymore. Stay with us. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D. EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. Well, continuing, I guess, on the theme that is today of preschool teachers and the youngest of our children being exposed to absolutely horrific type materials, we have a preschool teacher um, who decided to create some OnlyFans content. What's OnlyFans? Yes, it's, I, from what I understand, because I have never been to it, uh, basically like a, a porn website where you put up material that people have to subscribe to you showing things on it. Is it Only one of those things fans? that you put I, out there and all of a sudden it gets erased or deleted anyway? I, no, it's not that. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, I still believe that cell phones should be removed from schools based on all the evidence that um, we've talked about on this show yep. for the past five years. Now, we have a preschool para named Brenna Percy at the Wolf Swamp Road School. Oh, look Swamp how sweet and road school. <laughs> Once upon a time. Uh, road School in Longmeadow, Massachusetts, who appeared to have filmed content for her OnlyFans on the school grounds itself. Not that she did this in her own apartment on her own time, but no, no, she's at the actual school. Now, OnlyFans, they, it is a subscriber-based creator platform, okay. and it has skyrocketed in popularity due to its focus on their adult-only content. And apparently, just from what you saw there, that's something that would be considered adult-only content that would go on an OnlyFans account, I guess. Now, Libs of TikTok, who, I mean, they are doing everyone's job for everyone else they are the actual like gatekeepers Mm. of material at this point for children they have saved the children from what could have been um because uh by sending these actual images that were found actually to the school itself so it wasn't like a parent did it libs of the, the images were sent to libs of tiktok libs of tiktok is the one who confronted the school about this entire thing to show that Percy was taking pictures of herself in the bathroom at the school and using the photos then for her OnlyFans content. So libs of TikTok, thank you for saving the children. Again, another example. What if she did it on her own time, like on recess or during her lunch hour? (laughs) But it's on school grounds, David. (laughs) So when libs of TikTok had contacted the school to follow up about it, apparently the secretary said, my jaw is on my desk. The secretary so was absolutely mortified. Yeah. The teacher was doing And uh, I guess then the superintendent actually contacted Libs of TikTok by phone and said that uh, she, or Brenna Percy, no longer works for Longmeadow Public Schools. As it should be. And that's the last we have heard of Brenna Percy being a preschool paraprofessional. There she is. Maybe yeah. she's still on OnlyFans. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, 
still to come. <gasps> One of the few remaining liberal arts colleges that follow a classical curriculum attempts to revisit discussions few professors feel comfortable having on campus anymore in a newly launched podcast. We are taking a look at it when we return. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. All right, friends, great books. College launches entirely unscripted, bold podcast series. One-on-one uh, -on -one conversations about ideas that inspire them. One of the few remaining liberal arts colleges that follows a classical curriculum is expanding its offerings, offerings with a free great books podcast and uh, also videos designed to be appro approachable to all. It's St. John's College right there, continuing the conversation. And um, yeah, it will feature faculty members and one-on-one -on -one conversations about ideas that animate them. Watch this video. Socrates says to his friend, Phaedrus, where are you coming from and where are you going? Everything yeah. in my world is in the moment I put my, my mm -hmm. pen to paper, my brush to paper, that uh, everything's at stake. Yeah. What do you make of that? What, what is that about? One might hear the distinction between the life of the mind and this embodied life and think that they are separate things. Can you talk about the relationship between those two? And then he throws a stone into it and then watches the concentric circles move out. If the physical world were enough, you would just be staring infinitely into it. But that's not what it is. It's somehow the alteration of the physical yeah. world where you see your own mind reflected in the kind of literal, in that case, turbulence. There's always been a dissatisfaction with a strictly Western secular materialist account of life and reality. The fear of the, the unknown may be the the most powerful thing in our lives that we're always running from. And somehow for Socrates, Safrazune, it's not about running away in fear, it's about embracing what we don't know. Cool. I'm geeking out because I'm a nerd. Uh, they're they're not as animated as I anticipated them being, but... <laughs> but th these are the conversations that need to be had because we don't have these conversations much at all anymore. We live in a three-second attention span society. So... Challenge yourself, mm. you mom and dad out there. Sit down and watch just one of these because they're coming out. There's going to be 20 total episodes. They're going to be released monthly. There's a couple installments already out. It's going to be um, installments all the way through June. So just watch one and see how you do just kind of being like that fly on the wall while these two minds, you know, have a conversation about a specific, it's, it's everything. It's math, philosophy, history, political science. There's, there's all sorts of all things. All based on great books. All based on with great books. And they're just continuing the conversation as they say. So I challenge you to sit down, get your attention span to be longer than three seconds 
and and watch one of these. Well, I don't know as much about St. John's College as you probably do, but it's apparently known for its great books curriculum, uh, adopted in 1937, focused on original and foundational works, and inspired by some of history's most brilliant philosophers, scientists, and musicians according to the school's website. So uh, 2018, a New York Times op-ed called the school the most contrarian college in America. Katie, what is contrarian again? Oh, to go like against, to just kind of be... Contrary, against, on the contrary. Yeah, going against the grain, if you will. What's interesting, in, if anyone's out there saying, of course, they're just all going to focus on Western literature and the great books of the West. <laughs> Incorrect. Uh, both Eastern and Western works are part of these podcast Ooh. conversations. So there's a lot, there's a lot of different things. It depends on the topic and what these, you know, professors and intellectual thinkers are interested in. And that's why it's, it's something worth just sitting down and, and taking in for whatever you can get value of it. Just attempt to watch one of them, one that sounds remotely interesting yeah. to you and challenge yourself to, to watch and to learn something. Because again, we live in a three-second attention span society, and we don't we don't think beyond what what was that next come again huh yeah and don't think Moving this on. is all philosophical and ethereal. This is uh, one podcast, for example, scheduled to come out in April. Will focus on the Civil War and President Lincoln's speeches, including the Gettysburg Address. So that to me would be interesting. Um, more interesting as maybe some of the other ones, but yeah, I would check them out. Yeah, there is a Shakespeare one that's coming out later about just one of his sonnets, just one. And obviously Shakespeare could be, phew, you could go on and on. But anyway, <laughs> I could go on and on. For now, make sure you're going on and on to hit that like button if you're watching us on social media. Yes. And then please send us your feedback by going to stayeducated.org. Now for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting this show. Until next time. Stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.